Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Hello to the DLAF community. Hello to the YouTube community. You are all amazing and beautiful people. We got Bruce in the chat. What's going on, Bruce? Tina and Steph are here. Shane Egan's here as well. We got Laura Ryan stole my fan fiction story in the chat. Fan Addicts of Film. Mark Lazerth is here. Stream Elements. Aiden Vickery. Is also here as well. GMonkey76 is here as well. Alex McCarthy says, uh, Howdy, Odin. What's going on? Alex McCarthy says, How's it going? I'm just hanging around watching Three from Hell with the wife. Hope all is well. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, everything is indeed going very well. Had a very nice, relaxing day today. A little rainy outside, but I like it. I like it when it's rainy. I like it when it's overcast. I was able to spend most of the day with Freya, so it was a very, very nice day. Very nice Saturday. Professional Gun 66 says, hello everyone, Tarantino rocks. Is China upset with the Bruce Lee scene? I imagine that's probably one of the scenes that he was going to have to make some uh, changes to, but there were probably other things too. Keep in mind that for any film to show in China, it has to go through their censors, meaning even if there's a film that is a PG movie, there are likely going to be scenes that are either cut or changed or lines that have to be changed in order for the film to be shown. Because they control everything. And that's what happens in a communist system, right? And that's the reason why China sucks. And I'm really glad that you have a lot of people now in China that are starting to speak up, speak out, and try and do something about it. I think that it's crazy that in 2019, in a developed country, we still have a communist regime. So I'm hoping that the people can step up and stand out and do something about it. And it looks like that's exactly what they're doing. Basic Observer says, Pox Christi, Bobiscum. Thank you very much, good sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Maverick, what's going on? John Forge is here. How is it going? How is it going? Happy birthday, John Forge. Happy birthday, John Forge. Tucker Bear says, I love Pizza Hut, says Tucker Bear. Oh, Tuck we got Tucker in the chat. What's going on, Tucker? How is it going? Uh, it is uh, Pizza Hut is probably one of my least favorite types of pizza. In fact, uh, the wife and I, we got crust today. Uh, it's an amazing pizza place up here in Tennessee, and it is absolutely delicious. Slim Hippo is in here as well. Laura says, the weather is awesome here. Your leaves changing yet. Freaking love autumn. I love autumn as well, and it's just starting to change. We just got cool as of about last week, and so or two weeks ago at this point. And so it's finally starting to change a little bit. Um, probably in the next couple weeks, by the end of October, we'll get some really nice color in here, and I cannot wait. Definitely have to do a lot of uh, definitely gonna have to do a lot of vlogs during that time because it's gonna be beautiful. Jay Sto says, "G Odin, what are we going to do today?" Narf. <laughs> Jay Odin, what are we going to do today? Narf. <laughs> uh, I miss that show. That was such a great show. It really was. <laughs> Alex Garthy says, two things I know, China sucks and you have a movie blog. Wait, I have a movie blog. This this is news to me. I did not know this. I did not know this. Uh, but yes, uh, China absolutely sucks. Absolutely sucks. And not the people of China. The people of China, I'm sure, are very nice people. Very good people. But the government, on the other hand, oof. 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 We got Captain K-Man and Captain Dean Heist over on the D-Lives. What's going on, peeps? What's going on, my captains? Captain Dean Heist says, Hey, Odin, just wanted to pop in real quick and say hi before leaving for a party tonight. Have a good stream. Well, thank you very much, good sir. And Captain Dean Heist, uh, your copy of John Wick, uh, John Wick 3 4K should have showed up. No, no. Sorry, reverse that. Logan 4K should have showed up at your door. 
uh, over the past couple of days. So hopefully it got to you. Fan Axe of Film, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Says, Santa Amanat is responsible for the destruction of Marvel Comics. She is a communist. Disney has been infiltrated by communists. I don't know who that is. As I say a lot, I don't really follow comics all that much because I'm not much of a comics person. I have nothing against them. I just have never really been into them as a as a format. Uh, but that being said, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you when you say that because when you look to the current state of movies, you look to the current state of Marvel, you look to the current state of most things, it seems definitely that there's infiltrations of some kind, whether they're communists or SJW or, you know, name name your, name your group. None of it's going to be good. None of it is going to be good at all. Oh, uh, Lord. Alex McCarthy got you. Mr. Dr. Professor Wingster says, Hello, sir. I'm listening to you while watching good movies. I'm currently watching Empire Strikes Back. That is a very good movie. In fact, that is, I would say, the best Star Wars movie of all time. So that's a very good choice for you. Uh, Boston's in the chat. What's going on, Boston? Carson's here as well. All right. We got <laughs> uh, the students. The students have raided the channel once again. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Uh, let's see, China Man says, China Man is back even if we don't agree on a lot of things, and that's normal. I like different opinions, but I like you, man. Good channel. Well, thank you very much, China Man. Yeah, I know China Man agree, uh, disagrees with me a lot on my take on DC. Uh, I think that he is, uh, I believe he's the one that has been defending uh, Zack Snyder and Zack Snyder's vision and, su- and such, which obviously I don't agree with at all. I think that Snack Snyder is a very overrated filmmaker. I don't think he's very talented at that. Uh, and that's just, again, that, that's just my personal opinion. I just have a lot of issues with this film. I just don't think any of his films have really aged very well. And again, that that's just a personal preference. And that's why you can come here, you can disagree, and we can have a nice, nice, friendly discussion. And I always appreciate friendly discussions. J Money J, thank you very much for the $5. Super Chat says, Hello, Odin's movie blog. How woke do you think the all-female Marvel movie will be? Well, we haven't gotten it officially announced yet at this point, but A-Force is likely going to happen. There's a lot of conversations going on about it, and I'm going to guess that it's going to be as woke as they want it to be, because that is a film that, again, most people really aren't asking for at this point, especially if they're just going to force it. If, it. if it happened to happen naturally, organically, no one would have a problem with it. No one has a problem with, with films that feature all-female or mostly female cast, right? No one actually has that issue. The issue comes in when things get forced. The issue comes in when unorganically, not naturally, ideas, personalities, agendas are being pushed down our throats. And that's what's been happening a lot with Star Wars. That is what's happening now with Marvel films, I would say. And A-Force, to me, seems like a very good indication that we will likely get a lot of that. We'll get a lot of agenda-driven stuff in that film. And it's really sad because there are actually some really good people in those movies, right? There are some really talented actresses in those roles. Unfortunately, they're going to be swept up in the agenda, and it's just not going to end up good for any of them. The Hunga Chunga Funga Monkey, thank you very much for the two... (laughs) I always forget euro or pound, but thank you very much for the super chat nonetheless. He says, hashtag Chuck Fina. Yes, Chuck Fina indeed. Always love the play on words there. Uh, And also Drake is six. Thank you very much. Uh, for subscribing to the channel. Uh, Codename Large says, what would you say if there were 20 of us Xbox watching you? Oh, damn. Uh, That would be pretty intense. That would be pretty intense. 20 people, you say. Is that 20 people all at the same place? Is that why there's a bunch of... (laughs) Is that why there's a bunch of students in right now? There's 20 of you in one location? How are you making that work? Are you supposed to be playing the Xbox together? You can't play 20 people at the same time. What, what what kind of nonsense is this? 
Let's see. Tina, thank you very much for letting them know how it goes. We got Carson in the chat. Griffin's in the chat. Oh, Lord. Super Anime Gamer says, hey, what is up, my dude? What is going on? How is it going? Jennifer G's in the chat. Bruce says, it's always nice here when the leaves change. Yeah, so Bruce really isn't all that far away from me. He's up in Kentucky and uh, where you know Tina is as well. So we'll be getting leaves changing around the same time, which should be quite fun. Quite fun. Papa John's is not the best pizza. If we're talking about fast food, t- uh, fast food pizza, Domino's is the best fast food pizza. Just hands down. Because not only is it the cheapest, like you get the best deals on it, but ever since they introduced that garlic butter crust on their hand toss, mwah, it is delectable. It is beautiful. Aiden Vickery says, cool in the last week. Don't be modest. You have cool for long. You have been cool for longer than that. Oh, oh well, thank you, Aiden Vickery. <laughs> I wouldn't say so, but I appreciate you saying so. Yeah, weather-wise, it's been cool for the last couple weeks. It's been very, very nice. Tina says, "Um, my spidey sense is tingling. Are there students in the stream tonight? Yes, there are. Yes, there are indeed. (laughs) Laura says, what movie are you looking forward to this fall, if any? Yeah, (laughs) it seems hard to think about. Uh, I would say, what is it? Uh, Doctor Sleep is one that I think has a lot of potential behind it. And, uh, oh, my lord. I want to say there's one other film, uh, Lighthouse. Uh, the Lighthouse looks pretty interesting to me. Uh, it's one where the trailer intrigued me enough to where I really do want to check it out at some point. And I'm probably I'm probably forgetting a couple other films. I, I kind of, in all honesty, I kind of want to see Cats because I've never seen the musical before. I've always had this un, unexplicable, unexplained hatred of the musical just because of the concept of it alone, and it just always looked creepy to me, and I never understood why someone would go see a musical that is about cats and the lives of cats. Like That just doesn't make sense to me. I've only ever known one song from it, and that's Memory. So I I'm almost, almost kind of want to see that now, not just because I want to buy a ticket to it before seeing Star Wars, that way my money goes to that Nightmare Fuel Fest, but also because ever since that trailer came out, I can't get it out of my head. There's just something about it. There's just something about it that I can't explain it. Uh, fan addicts of film, uh, fan addicts of film. Thank you for the five dollar super chat. Says they will probably purchase seats for A Force, just like Captain Marvel. Just my speculation. Yeah, I, it's still hard for me to really say that uh, seats were bought and purchased for that movie. I honestly think it can It comes down to the fact that the film got a lot of promotion behind it. That the film got a much wider and broader a release than it needed to get. But because it got that wide release, it was able to get more people into the seats. But it means that because there were more theaters, less people were in those seats. Which is why you had many empty theaters. Which is why you had... Because uh, there was a big story that came out, mostly in Australia. And I remember this. I remember when this came out. And in, in Australia, the big idea, the big concept was... Oh, there are these seats, there are entire rows selling out, but no one's sitting there. But then we found out after the fact from people that work at those theaters that that is how it always works. That there's the first two rows, which are the terrible rows, right, that are always listed as sold out, that are always listed as sold, and they're saved in case it ever sells out, in case they ever get to a sellout situation and they have to unlist them. And having worked at a theater, I know that there were times that we would do something similar to that where we would sell it out even if there were seats left because we didn't want to have a situation where maybe one person snuck in or the only seats available are those first two rows. And obviously people complain, people want money back. Right. And so we ended up always shorting it about 10 seats where our theater could, let's say fit 400 people, 
but we would say it's sold out at 390, right? Which is just, I think, a sensible thing to do uh, for a wide variety of reasons. So I, I, I can see why they would do that as well up there as well. Um, but yeah, as I said, I, I just I've never found there is enough evidence to suggest that they actually went out and bought seats to Captain Marvel. I, I just I've never been able to buy that. I just think that the Disney machine and the other reason too is that are you saying they also did that for Lion King? for Aladdin, for Toy Story 4, and for all these other films that have also reached the billion-dollar mark. It just seems to me that it's a film that got crap ton of Disney money promotion behind it, got a China release, right? And China is obviously going to provide money for it, whether the film's successful or not, because uh, you know that they're making deals with China, you know, because uh, that's why I love South Park. South Park has called them out recently because of their dealings with China. So, yeah, that, that's, where I, that, that's where I stand on that issue. Let's see, Tina says, yep, if they're talking about turning in papers, then yes, students, always will know that, always will know that. Bruce says, China sucks, China sucks, it really, really sucks, China sucks. You're right, absolutely right, that that song bodes well and fits very well with that as well. Alrighty, alrighty here, let us see, let us see, let us see. Let us see, let us see. Uh, Drake is six. Thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Says, hey, get a green screen and use Gary's comic book store as the backdrop. You know, Gary had a comic book store, Odin, right? <laughs> That's true. That is true. I really should. Uh, just like with what's Mary uh, Mayhem, who has just joined the Geeks and Gamers channel. Awesome channel. Go check out Mary. She's fantastic. She has a green screen. And so she put herself into Jeremy's boathouse <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, a pool house. Pool house. Boathouse. Yeah, Jeremy's got a boathouse now. Uh, but into his pool house. And it was just it was brilliant of her to do. And for a second, because I didn't see the fuzzy edges where you could see and tell there's a green screen there. I honestly thought, I was like, wait a minute, she found an exact spot that looks the exact same as Jeremy's room? That's kind of weird. And uh, <laughs> it is interesting how that worked. All righty, let's see here. Uh, Bruce says, you still have the bent uh, Marvel Blu-ray. Yes, I do. So uh, last night in celebration of Jeremy uh, reaching the $200,000, uh, 200,000, 200,000 subscriber mark over on the Geeks Gamers channel, I ended up destroying the Captain Marvel Blu-ray. Um, so I have the remnants of that. In, in the disc here, so let me just go ahead and I don't want it to fall on the floor because then my dogs will find it, and I don't want my dogs to get injured because of Captain Marvel, so here's the uh, leftover of the uh, Captain Marvel case and uh, and here's here's the Blu-ray, oh, piece fell I got it here we go, so here's here's the remnants of the actual Blu-ray itself, don't worry though, if you weren't there, it's it's still up, it's still online and I do have another copy that I could always destroy down the road. So um, the plan is I'm going to be mailing off the shards and sh <laughs> the shards of that to uh, to Jeremy, so that way he can put it next to his 100,000 uh, subscriber plaque that he got from YouTube. It's pretty great. Animation commentator, what's going on, bruv? He says, hello again, Odin. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's great to have you back, good sir. Super says, Santa um, Amanat also co-created the current version of Miss Marvel that may be more familiar to you. That is definitely a little bit more... Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I, I know who you're talking about now because was she the one that they were pegging to write or to help write one of the stories for the movie or for the TV for the TV series? Maybe I'm wrong on that one. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Captain K-Man, thank you very much for the two ice cream donation over on DLive. Stray Dog 65, what's going on? Captain K-Man, Stray Dog 65 says, does it cost money to book the theaters? My local small market multiplex has Captain Marvel on three of the nine screens. Wait, wait, Captain Marvel's playing? Captain Marvel? Is that what your CM means? 
Or am I just getting the wrong movie there? So basically, the way it works is that the studios are not going to pay to have their movies show there because obviously the studios and theaters already have these contracts with each other. Basically, the way it works is that the they share profits. So opening weekend, a studio in the United States, at the very least, oftentimes will get about 90% of the entire ticket cost. So let's say you go to a movie and it costs $10. $9 of that goes to the studio. $1 of that goes to the theater. That's the reason why popcorn and drinks are so expensive because theaters don't really make a whole lot of money off of ticket sales. Now, let's say it's a movie that does very well for a long period of time. Well, the contracts are normally for the first couple of weeks where a theater, or where a studio rather, will get that much money. As the movie is older in release, that means it's more of a liability for that theater, right? Because less people want to see it, it means that they're going to be showing a movie to less people, meaning they'll have empty seats in these various theaters. So that's a liability on the theater's part, which means they're going to get more of that money to compensate for the loss of sales because no longer having the amount of desire to go see it. So if there's a very successful movie that's out for a long time and does well for weeks on weeks on end, the longer a movie's out, the more money that the theater will make from those tickets. But again, keep in mind that the the biggest theater sale tickets that you're going to get, the biggest sales rather, that you're going to have at a theater are always going to be the first couple weeks. And that's when the studios are getting 90% of those box office receipts. So the studio, I mean, the, the movie theaters themselves don't really make a whole lot of money. That's why, they, again, they, they overcharge for things like popcorn and drinks. Fun, fun little fact there. Uh, Darth Merle says, Good day, Odin. Critics are attacking Zombieland 2 because they decided to not go woke. It is a great movie. Go watch. I've heard great things about it. And yeah, I'm honestly not surprised by that. They wanted it to go in a woke direction, and instead they decided, guess what? Guess what Zombieland 2 decided? It decided to keep the characters the same as they were when the movie first came out, meaning that it's the same iteration with maybe a few more years of experience, but they're not going to completely change the character for the sake of wokeness. That is a brilliant thing, and that makes me very happy. So, Darth Maul, glad to hear that from you. Definitely a movie that I want to. Uh, definitely a movie that I want to see. Uh, Peter Han says, "How come Kristen Stewart is not being cast as Catwoman?" <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Codename Large says, "When are you going to go to cookout?" I'm I'm doing I'm doing the best I can, man. Unfortunately, it's it's close to the school, and I'm about 15 minutes away, and so it's it's kind of out of my ways to to go there, and it's just timing. It's timing, man. Uh, I, I might have a couple days off where I get to leave uh, towards the end of the day because I might have an off period. I might try and see if I can do it then, but I've just eaten lunch at that point. It's it's a complicated thing. It's on my list of things to do. You know this. You know this. Mr. Dr. Mr. Dr. Professor Wingster says, Odin, I forgot to mention that I defeated Sigrun and Planiamud, God of War, pro gamer here. That is pro game moves. Chinaman says, no, I didn't defend Zack Snyder. Actually, I defended uh, Birds of Prey. I really like the trailer, but I understand the opposite position. Okay, gotcha. I couldn't remember because I've had some people that have had good discussions, right? Good back and forth when they disagree with me. And I know that you have been one that I've had a lot of back and forth with. I just couldn't remember which it was. So it was Birds of Prey. Yeah, because I just think the Birds of Prey, I think the Birds of Prey trailer looks awful. And that's just my thought. Stephanie B says, you demand. No, you demand, Steph. You demand. John Lear says, my brother was upset yesterday because our mother left town to find us a new place for us in the Twin Cities, and she forgot to get a Hulu gift card. He couldn't watch HBO last night. I'm sorry to hear that. 
Uh, Cupcake Geek says, OMG, I haven't been on a stream for so long. Hi, Odin. Hello, Cupcake Geek. Welcome back. Haven't seen that name in a while. Glad to have you back. Super Anime Gamer says, I'm good, thanks. Deprived myself of sleep for a week because I'm crazy. So spent today chilling, watching movies. Just got done. La La Land, thought it was pretty good. Ah, you see, I did not like La La Land. I was one of those persons that just didn't like it. I thought the music was just not very catchy at all. It was very forgettable. I couldn't remember a single song when I left the theater. I... It was very sad, and I'm someone that actually loves that director, Damien Chazelle. He was the one that did Whiplash. Whiplash is one of my all-time favorites, and he also even did more recently, he did First Man, which was also a very well-done film. I just I just don't like La La Land. I like the actors in it. I think the performances are very solid, but everything else is just, it's just a little too rough for me, just a little too rough around the edges. Uh, Laura says, FYI, Southerners call people who come to the mountains to view the fall foliage leaf lookers. Is that true? <laughs> well, seeing that I live here now, uh, I would say that I'm probably more than just a fili- uh, foliage leaf looker. But I can understand why people would say that, right? Because people literally, my parents would be considered foliage leaf lookers because they love to drive up during the fall so that they can see the, the leaves change. <laughs> Tina says, that garlic butter crust is amazing. You were absolutely right about that. And that is the reason why I will defend Domino's. Laura says, Lighthouse is uh, is out here this weekend, but only playing in the Cité, and I don't go to San Fran, ew. Yeah, I can, I can understand why you wouldn't, uh, uh, you wouldn't go. Yeah, I remember I used to live, uh, even just back in New Orleans, I used to live near a theater that would always get every single independent film. Like, it, it was never a first run. It was never a New York, L.A. first run location. But anytime a, th- anytime a movie was playing outside of those two cities, it would oftentimes go to my theater that I used to work at down in New Orleans. So being up here has been hard because we don't get a lot of indie films. So there's a lot of films that I would love to see. For example, everyone's talking about this film, uh, Parasite. I think that one was only released in a few theaters, so it still hasn't quite reached out too much. But haven't gotten that one yet, and I, I know that a lot of people have been talking about it um, a great deal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sad to hear that, but hopefully we'll get Lighthouse pretty soon. I'm, a, I'm pretty sure because of the star caliber in that, that it will start limited and then eventually become a more wide release. And I am actually looking forward to that one. I'm, I'm interested to see the direction they go with that. Mr. Happy Sack, thank you for the $2 Super Chat, says Zombieland 2 tonight at 9 p.m. That sounds like fun. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Over up on DLive, Captain Mr. Roy, thank you for the diamond donation and for the five ice cream donations. Thank you very much, Captain Mr. Roy. Very generous of you, good sir. And Mr. Roy, Captain Mr. Roy has been a sub now for several months, so thank you very much, Captain Mr. Roy. You're awesome. Death Knight 123 over there says, I think I missed a couple of streams. Sorry about that. Anyways, have you watched What About Bob yet or listened to the cars? You have missed a few streams, have not listened to the cars, have not seen What About Bob yet. It's on my list of things to do. But as as uh, Bruce knows, because Bruce sends me all these movies, he's making my list so much more harder to tackle. I have started to watch uh, El Camino, which is the movie follow-up to Breaking Bad. Halfway through it, loving it so far. I mean, it's a film I didn't think I ever would need because the ending to Breaking Bad was so perfect. I'm glad we have it now. And I'm only halfway through, so I can't wait to see where it goes from here. But uh, to shout out Bruce, uh, he sent me another film to watch, and that is a film called Zulu, which is a film I've never seen before, but it actually features Michael Caine. And so I'm, I'm wondering if this is the movie where he found <laughs> a ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> I know it's not, but still. Thank you, Bruce, for Zulu. I appreciate that. 
Yet another movie that I need to watch. Tina says, I was messaging with uh, my nephew yesterday. I told him to tell the family, no Fandango or Adam Tickets gift cards. There is nothing of interest out there now. Yeah, for, for right now, you're absolutely right about that. Laura says, heading to Amazon to look for Cat's merch. I bet you are, Laura. <laughs> um, we had uh, Darkstar57. Uh, Randy, he actually sent me a while ago at this point, he sent me a cat's t-shirt to wear on, on star Wars opening night. I forgot where I put it. It is definitely here with me though. And so that is at least one thing I'll be wearing to the premiere of star Wars is, is the cat shirt that he got me. <laughs> Cause at one point I had a badass cat shirt. I had one of the, it was like the psychedelic rainbow cats riding a unicorn it was one of the greatest things that's ever existed, and I I got it because we I used to do theme park trips with some friends, and they would always try and create a theme, which I was never into. I, I'm just I'm the kind of person where it's like I just want to go to the theme park. I don't need all this extra stuff. But they ended up getting me a shirt anyway, and I had to wear it at least once. It was actually a pretty hilarious shirt though. It's a cat riding a unicorn with Ray. I just it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, Hammer says, Hi Odin, as a fellow collector, I enjoyed your Blu-ray collection update video very much. Long live physical media. Damn right. Love my physical media. Yeah, that video... (laughs) That video is evidence that YouTube really just doesn't care about content creators. Because that film, that video had no algorithm uh, power to it at all. And it's just amazing that, you know, we have... You know, over 16,000 subscribers right now, which is amazing. And again, I'm, I'm so very thankful to every single one of you, especially the ones that watch the live streams and comments every day and watch the videos. But I, I tell you, it's just amazing to me that you can have 16,000 subscribers, but only 300 people watch a video that's not a current events type. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it just shows you that YouTube system is is broken. So thank you, Hammer. I appreciate that because that's definitely a, uh, it's a video I'm proud of because I did actually did I uh, did a lot of work for that because... I did, you know, have to actually, <laughs> I'm not regretting having said that. I had to do so much work. I had to put the movies into my my Blu-ray player and actually watch them. So, but it was still something where it was more than what I normally do. Because what I normally do is I come home, I see what news is going on. If there's something that interests me, I pull it up, I hit record, and I get my, I give my instant thoughts and reactions. You know, I don't create scripts for better or worse. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But it's, it's always going to be pure thought. With me, right? It's always going to be pure, un, un, you know, unfiltered thought when it comes to the videos that I do te- uh, normally. And that was like one of the few videos where I actually did a little bit of preparation for it beforehand. So thank you, Hammer. I appreciate that, man. And yes, long live physical media. In fact, there's one great channel. If I can recommend, since you also love physical media, there's a channel called Films at Home. He's at 16,000 subscribers. He is a great, great YouTuber, great channel. And he does nonstop Every video is about physical media, and he's the one that I've actually learned a lot from about physical media. He's the one that I learned that information about how they render effects at 2K resolution. The reason why, so for a little history or a little, uh, I guess, education. So Blu-rays, right, play at 1080p resolution, or what we could say is 2K resolution. Now the big drive is 4K, which obviously is double the image quality and also... There's HDR, things like that. He goes into details with all the movies that he talks about, all the movies that he reviews. But what he mentioned in several of his reviews, and it's actually helped me a lot, 
And it's also helped me to dispel because there's a rumor going around that they're reshooting most of Star Wars Episode Nine, which is just, it can't be true. And the reason why is because what is most of Star Wars Episode Nine? CGI. Do you know how long it takes for them to render a CGI image? A long time. And what I found out, though, is that most images you see in a movie theater, if it is a heavy CGI movie, is likely going to be at no higher than 2K resolution, even though movie projectors can play 4, 6K, right, resolution because they have the ability to do so. But the reason why movie theaters, or rather uh, movie studios, only release movies at this 2K and therefore... You, even if you get a 4K disc, right? Even if you get a 4K movie, if it's a movie like Avengers, where there's a lot of CGI, the image itself actually will only be a 2K quality even on a 4K disc. They just upscale it. So they make it so where it's a 2K resolution, it is a little bit bigger, right? Because they have to upscale it in that way in order to fit the, the image on the disc. But it's not true 4K resolution. And the reason why is because it takes so much data and so much time to render effects at any resolution, let alone 4K. Uh, so a little little nerding out there. But the, the channel Films at Home is a great YouTube channel. Valx, if y'all could post a link to his channel, he's great. Uh, Chris Stanley, thank you much for the $5 donation. He says, another movie you need to watch is another Bill Murray classic, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Yeah, I've actually I've never heard of that one before, The Man Who Knew Too Little. But I'll go ahead and pull up my list. I'll go ahead and pull up my list. It's been a long time since I've added a movie to the list. And the, the list... The list is just, it keeps growing, and I'm, I'm not I'm not being very good about it. I'm not doing a good job <laughs> having, uh, taking care of movies on the list. I'm going to have to start. I'm going to have to start fixing that, but let's see. The man who knew. Also, that just, I love the play on word with that um, because obviously there's the movie The Man Who Knew Too Much, so I think that that just already sounds like it's going to be amazing. Uh, but thank you, uh, Chris Stanley, for that donation. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, back to the YouTube chat, back to the live chat. Of course, by live, I mean behind because I always fall behind. And let's see. Currently, it is 7.14 in the chat. It is 7.14 in the chat. It is 7.29 where I am. So it looks like some, it unfortunately looks like some comments were skipped. So I'm very sorry if your comment was skipped, but I'm at 7.14 in the chat. So if your comment was before 7.14 and before Aiden Vickery's comment about uh, Doomcock being correct, that would be uh, that would be where we are in the chat right now. So Aiden Vickery says Doomcock is correct at seventy five percent. Is Rise of Skywalker is reshoots? Any idea or guess what the production budget might be? Will it need to be? Uh, will it need to make a billion dollars to break even? So um, we talked about this last night on Friday Night Tights. Much love to Doomcock, and even Doomcock in his video makes it clear that he's still not even sure. You know, he's just reporting on what the rumor is, and the reason why I can already tell you that that number is just not accurate is because. We know that the vast majority of any film is going to be in the uh, is going to be CGI related, and if they were reshooting or remaking seventy five percent of the entire movie, that would take too much time. They would not have enough time to get a movie release in December. They would have to push back the release date, which they're not doing. So they're probably doing some reshoots. That I do believe, um, but it would not be seventy five percent of the movie. Uh, but even reshoots are not cheap, so I would I would not be surprised if the production budget for this is roughly around two fifty to three hundred million dollars. In fact, let me see if we have an early estimate of this because sometimes this comes out early. So, Rise of Skywalker um, budgets. Let's see if we've got a number yet. Financial information. Um, they may not have released this yet because it is still in the process of filming. And yeah. Uh, I'm not finding a number. So, yeah, it looks like they are still obviously in post-production at the very least. 
So we probably won't get a number of how much it costs to make for another month or so. I know that tickets are going on sale. For those that don't know, for those that want to buy their ticket to start, to rise with Soy Walker, those tickets go sale on Monday. So you can buy your ticket to that on Monday. Aren't you excited? And then we're supposedly getting a trailer soon, or apparently as well. So yeah, if that was true, yes, they would probably have to make roughly a million, uh, roughly a billion dollars. However, it's probably not true, at least not fully true. It's again, it's a rumor, speculation. They're doing some reshoots. It's gonna, I would imagine their production budget's gonna be around three hundred million. Take into account marketing, they're probably gonna spend close to five hundred million on the entire project when you count marketing into it, which means that they even then before reshoots or before crazy reshoots, they would still need to make over a billion to break even because they only get 60% of the box office receipts. So yeah. Uh, Cupcake Geek says Apple or Android. I'll guess you'll say Android. Absolutely. Android. Android provides you so much more customization options. The one thing two there's two things, two things that Apple products do better. One iMessage. iMessage is a great invention. It'd be really awesome if we had a viable alternative to that or if they would open it up to other people and other platforms. But Apple is very smart because they say, no, 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 no. We're going to keep it here because then you have to buy and spend thousands of dollars on our phones and our products. And then when something breaks, spend thousands of dollars replacing those products because we want to keep you in our system. Uh, So they do iMessage very well. And I would also say that Apple does videoing. Uh, Video, uh, not the... I think cameras are now pretty matched up when it comes to Android versus Apple, but video quality, Apple's always been very good at doing video quality for their phones. Tired Odin is here, says the only reason Jeremy hit 200K is because he works me so hard that I didn't sleep. You're damn right, Tired Odin. Speak the truth. Uh, Mr. Dr. Professor Wingster says, I've been recently watching Star Wars again, starting with episode three, because screw one and two. That movie is so good and yet so bad, I kept laughing the whole time. Yeah, (laughs) they're fun to watch. Glenzer says, it'll be interesting to see how Space Jam 2 starring LeBron does in Hong Kong. I think that you're absolutely right there. I I would be surprised. That's going to be interesting because that film is set to come out in 2021. And so I'm wondering what that film is going to be in 2021 and also where Hong Kong is going to be in 2021, where the rest of China is going to be in 2021 as well. It should be very interesting. As McCarthy says, birds of prey trailer is meh at best. I I would agree with that statement for sure. Uh, China man says for fun, my top 10 Birdman, 2001 space, Odyssey, blood diamond, vertigo, the dark Knight, Casablanca, Lord of the Rings, two towers, inception, citizen Kane, interstellar. That is a great top 10 list. That is a great top 10 list. I do not have an issue with any of those films. I think all of those films are fantastic. I do not have a, a all, all around top 10 yet. I can only ever give top three Casablanca, 12 angry, 12 angry men. And it's a wonderful life. Those are usually in my top three. At some point I would like to make uh, a top 10 list, but as of now, I've got a top 10 for 2019 uh, going on right now. I have a ranking list of that. So let me see if I can pull that up. Let me see if I can pull that up because uh, my current list, my current list is uh, Joker is a number one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is at number two. John Wick 3 is at number three on my list. Alita Battle Angels coming in at number four. Brightburn at number five. Yesterday at number six. Shazam at number seven. Fighting with My Family at number eight. Detective Pikachu at number nine. And <laughs> The Fanatic 
at number 10. And the only reason why The Fanatic's on there is because it is this decade's The Room. If you've ever seen The Room, it's one of the funniest, one of the worst, but funniest movies of all time. That's what The Fanatic is. And since The Room came back, came out in 2003 and we're in 2019, this decade needs its own version and it's called The Fanatic. And it's it's wonderful. It is wonderful. Uh, that's a nosebleed. Uh, uh, that's bad. Uh, that's real bad. Uh, legit 36. How tall are you? I'm six foot. Six foot tall. Jace Doe says, never saw BVS or Justice League, so I don't know how Affleck was as Batman. Was curious on your thoughts on how he did as Batman. He, so, his Batman in BVS was, it's hard to say, right? I think that his Batman was actually, for the most part, pretty solid. The unfortunate thing is that he was being directed by Zack Snyder. I hate to say it that way, but it's true. Zack Snyder's not really someone that gets the greatest performances out of his actors. He is he, he cares more about visuals. He cares more about style. He's always been style over substance, which is why I don't think his movies age very well. Because when the style becomes outdated, you've got nothing left to rely on. And that's why 300 doesn't match up for me. I know that Tina and, uh, and Steph, my Valkyries, disagree with me on that point vehemently and i think rightly so however i i think that he was fine as batman i would i would still have loved to have seen him as batman in his own film if he was if he had directed his own batman film i think that would have been one of the best versions of batman we'd ever get but sadly that is not the case uh mr doctor professor wingster says and i thought they smelled bad on the outside Uh, Super says, we're opposites on Chazelle. I actually didn't like Whiplash when I first saw it. I can agree music in La La Land wasn't spectacular, but I adored the cinematography and production design. Oh, those two, those two elements are fantastic, Super. But to me, story is also very important, right? I think that if you don't have a story in a film like that and you don't have, if you have a musical and your music is not rememberable and is not solid, then you have a problem. That's why I personally love The Greatest Showman. There are some major problems with the CGI. There are some major problems with the story, but it's a musical, and they hit the music out of the park. And you're able to forgive certain elements because of that, right? There's Sometimes there's movies where you can, in your own subjective view, forgive certain failures from the objective standpoint because you just are just overjoyed or very uh, 